Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. So today with me I have Caitlin Paget, who is a rider as among other things that she does. So she's going to tell us much more into it. So hi Caitlin, how are you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Great, thank you. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I can't wait to uh, crack onto it. Um, so for people who don't know you, Caitlin, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit more about you and um, what you do? Okay, so I'm called Caitlin. I'm 25 and I'm from Yorkshire. Um, I'm a, I'm a para rider, so I would consider myself disabled. I have a few different things going on. Um, and I'm also an artist, so I like to I like to draw, I like to paint. Oh, sorry, I lost sound there. I don't know if it came through. Would you mind just repeating that again for me? I don't know if it's just... So I got that you were an artist, and then I didn't hear anything more after that. <laughs> Connection's unstable. Where were we? <laughs> Always the way, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, you're an artist. Right, let me think. I'm an artist and I like to draw, I like to paint. Uh, I do pet portraits and that allows me to do the horses, basically. Excellent. Um, so let's go back then. So with your para riding, what sort of, are you dressage? Um, what exactly um, are you at with your riding at the minute? I do it for fun mostly um trying to find out where i want to be what i want to do i've done plenty of jumping in the past and then the last year i started to step into the dressage i've not got any grading or anything so i just have to like find the venues that will allow me to use my aids um and just you know compete as i am i just do it for fun at the moment just kind of learning my ways it's still quite new to me um to be a para rider and compete and all that kind of thing would you, do you mind telling us what your um, like disability or what was classified as a disability to as a para rider? Yeah, of course. So I've started off with hypermobile spectrum disorder slash uh, hypermobile EDS. Uh, it's not been confirmed either way, but that's kind of where we're classifying it as. I have POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome that causes low blood pressure and high heart rate, makes me really dizzy. I have gastroparesis, which is paralysis or partial paralysis of the stomach. And then I also have um, instability in my spine. And that's kind of upsetting the nerves in my legs a little bit. So I have really weak legs um, and I struggle with kind of getting the, getting the leg aids on and stuff like that. I think that's about it. I have little things going on. Oh, and I have a dodgy hand, but I don't know what's going on with that at the moment. But that also... <laughs> A bit, a bit weird but yeah that's a lot to um that's a lot to take on though there's lots I mean obviously that affects you like every day um so is that just something that's just developed over time or have you had it like your whole life so the hypermobile spectrum disorder has been there all my life and have had symptoms of it all my life but everything's all started coming to a head in the past five eight years but really the last five years um and I just started developing these these things like the the gastroparesis and the pots have been there quite a while but are only diagnosed in 2017 
um, because it only got like really bad and disabling around that time. And then as I kind of lost my fitness, each new thing came to a head because the fitness kind of kept it under wraps. So I've been kind of, you know, getting used to this new new body for the last five years, basically. Oh God, that's that's a lot to take on, isn't it? And it's not like you're just dealing with one thing, you're dealing with several things as well. Um, and obviously that's, um, you've had to obviously change your riding with that. So how did you learn to sort of adapt your riding um, so it was comfortable for you and for the, the horse to understand what you're asking them? So I've been really lucky with Candy. Um, she's very sensitive and she's very off the leg. So the transition from being able to use my legs on her to what I have now, which is not nothing, but not something at the same time, has been much easier than I ever expected. If you'd have told me seven or eight years ago when I first got Candy that she would be suitable for a disabled rider, I'd have just laughed at you because I wouldn't have thought it would have been a thing but she's just transitioned really seamlessly. So we just, I just use my seat. I've been um, using my voice. So she has a few different voice aids that she's been taught on the lunge. Some that I've brought through from before that she already knew. Uh, and just because we know each other so well, it's kind of, it has been really seamless. So I just use what leg aids I have and then kind of back it up with my voice and my seat uh, and my reins when I need them. Oh, great. And it's great that she's sort of adapted to that as well. And, and, you know, I guess you're continually learning new ways and um, new commands and everything. Um, so you, you get like better transitions or um, she feels more comfortable. She understands you a bit more now that you've, you've obviously changed from when you first got her to how you are now. Yeah. So she's she kind of like breeds minds. She obviously does read minds, but it, it does feel that way sometimes because I don't know how much like pressure I am putting on when I'm mm. when I'm trying. And my instructor's seen sometimes it'll be there and it'll be a little bit, sometimes it won't, sometimes it'll do the complete opposite thing. But somehow she just kind of knows where I'm going with it. She's really, really clever and she really wants to try as well, which kind of makes the, the biggest difference. And that's all you can ask for them, isn't there? Is that for them to try and, and you know maybe be a little bit of mind readers but obviously there are animals so you can't expect them to be like that but um it is nice that you you've obviously got a really close bond with her and she really understands you and and tries to figure out what you're asking her so that's got to be a really good relationship you've got with her yeah we've really developed it over the last like especially the last five years but over we've, I've nearly had her eight years so yeah she's she's irreplaceable she's amazing and what is she and how old is she? She's 16 this time and she is Welsh cross trotter. Uh, she's ex-driving pony actually uh, and broodmare. So she's just a bit of a mixture of lots of different things. She's definitely not built for dressage or jumping, but <laughs> the heart is in it, which is what is the most important part. Yeah. And you just you just have to um, do with what they're happy with, aren't they? There's no point forcing them to do something that they're not happy with. But it sounds like she's very adaptable and um, and tries, which is all you can ask for. Yeah, she's brilliant. She really loves loves trying, loves doing a job. She really loves the jumping a little bit too much sometimes. Um, but at 16, I can't really ask for much more than what she's giving me. And she's got a home with me for life when she does retire. So we're just going to we're just taking it as it comes and just seeing where it brings us. I've not got any any set goals for us right now 
there's there's not much point in that we're just enjoying what we've got oh that's lovely to hear and do you find that does your condition like get bad like on some days and some days it's good or does it sort of say can sort of consistent now at the minute it's kind of a bit of both um you kind of can tell when it's going to be bad but it, it is up and down i've gotten used to it now knowing what's going to set things off and knowing how much energy i've got to expend and you know what's going to cause my legs to be a bit worse riding is one of those things that actually makes my legs worse i'll get on and i'll have a variable kind of function and then ride for a bit and then by the end of the ride my legs are just not not playing it's if, if you imagine how you if you fall asleep on your arm and you mm. kind of lay on it for a while and it just goes to sleep it's still there and it's still kind of you know existing but it's just not quite doing what you want and it just feels a bit weird and a bit heavy and a bit sleepy basically that's what it is because it, it seems to be that something's causing a bit of pressure in my spine mm. where the instability is so they basically just go to sleep so I kind of can tell when it's going to do that when I'm riding or if I've done specifically like jumping and hacking can kind of be quite intense because it causes a lot of movement through my pelvis because she walks quite fast out hacking. So it's quite a lot of movement. Um, so I can tell that after a hacking day or after a jumping day, I tend to be a little bit worse off, but that's when I plan around whether I'm going to hack or whether I'm going to jump. Yeah. And have you... Um... Do you find that every time you ride, you have to, obviously, depending how you feel, you have to ride slightly different that day, I guess? Yeah, I have to kind of go in with no expectations for the ride. So if I want to jump, I have to kind of go in expecting not to jump and not being set on doing this exercise or that exercise, because I might get on and within five minutes realise I'm not jumping today. Or mm. I might have, um, I might go for a hack and then realise halfway around that my leg's in spasm and I really need to be going home. I can't carry on, kind of thing like that. Or I'll go for a lesson and my instructor's really good. She always tells me, like, if, you know, we need to stop, we can stop. So I don't have the pressure of, like, having to complete a lesson or having to even trot or canter. We can just yeah. do what my body deals with that day, which is yeah. really helpful. Excellent. Uh, so let's talk about um, the other side of you, the artist side of you. So is it something that you've always been into, like your, um, like drawing and painting and things like that? Yeah, forever, since I could pick up a pencil. I used to just draw all the time. I've got like drawings everywhere all over the house where I can, I just found a spare sheet of paper and a pencil and I'd just be drawing a horse because I've not had horses since I was young. I've ridden since I was about seven like consistently but Candy was my first like proper horse that I bought with my own money and whatever so I was always drawing them because I couldn't be around them um yeah I just I've just drawn forever and ever and ever and then is there like a, a technique or um materials that you prefer to use or do you just like using all of them yeah I ever go at everything because um I've, I've had different mediums like throughout my life um I did art in school and stuff so we were taught to use different things I've kind of gone from one to another um up until recently where I've kind of just taken from every every kind so in the portrait like business I offer different styles at different price points because some of them are quicker and some of them are easier uh, some take more time 
yeah and with um so if we talk about like the process so if someone comes to you and they want um a portrait of their horse or their dog or anything like what is the process for you to do that so we start off they will message me like asking what what prices they are i've got a price list on my page it's like the pinned post and if they're not sure what they want in they can kind of ask me what they think would be best or what their budget is and what would fit into that budget and then we start with like sending photos over so some people don't have many photos i prefer to work from the best photos but if they haven't got many we can kind of take a few and just try and put them together and try and come up between us with something that they would like while still taking into account what photos they've got and then once we've got the photos, we've decided the size, the, the medium, the price and everything like that. They'll either pay up front or they'll pay the deposit. I have a minimum deposit because some, some of them are quite a high price point. So I don't mind taking a deposit. Um, and then I will get started once I've got either full up or deposit in my um, PayPal or whatever we do. Uh, and then I'll just get to painting. And then obviously, I mean, it must vary obviously on the size and, and, and the materials that you use, but generally how long does it take for you to do one? So for like a um, month by month, I usually give like two months for the biggest ones. And then kind of, it depends on how busy I am because I do quite often have a wait, wait list. I have a wait list at the moment. Um, but on the, like the colored pencil ones, even an A4 can take me about 20, 30 hours just to do, the full portrait whereas I've got the little tiny ones that are 20 pound the really you know the really affordable versions they can take me like a working day to do yeah. so it, it's a really big difference depending on what medium I'm doing but obviously that reflects in the price point why the color pencil is a lot more compared to the little watercolors but I like that I can offer quicker options for people if they need it or you know ones that can take a bit more time they're a bit more detailed it sounds like the the small ones are great for like if you want to give someone like a, per, a birthday present or a Christmas present they sound quite ideal for that type of um gesture for someone to make it a bit more personal for the gift but also you have the option if someone wants to have like a fact you know a one piece portrait of their like beloved animal say if they like recently lost it or something like that then that's a great memory to have as well yeah, the, the tiny ones are really, really popular because they're great for like, you know, your yard friends, your work colleagues, uh, like extended family, even people will buy several of the tiny ones for a big, a big gift. I had someone mm. order 12 tiny ones, all of the dogs, and they're all in like this big arranged frame and it's amazing. But yeah, I do also do a lot that have sadly passed away. Um, and those are really hard actually to do because I've lost a horse already and... Mm it's just hard to go through the photos. So it may, it brings me like peace to know that I've helped people out um, and having something to remember their, their animal by, it's, it's a good job. I, I like that I can do that for people. Yeah, and I, it's also trying to capture their personality, isn't it? I mean, obviously I know you're, you're going by their pictures and stuff, but you also want to sort of capture sort of like if they've got any quirks or anything like that. I mean, it's quite hard to do that over a picture, but if someone sort of talks to you about, um, you know, the animal and what they were like and that is trying to capture that personality too. Yeah, it's so important that you've got to be able to see their like soul in the, in the image. It's, 
a lot of that is like through the eyes because obviously yeah. every eye is very unique to the animal and we have a lot of dogs that kind of look similar but if you get the eye just right you can really you can really capture them uh, I painted my cousin's dog Leo he's a Westie and I've done so many Westies before and it's it's incredible how even though a lot of Westies can look quite similar when you capture them just right you can tell who it is and they've yeah. seen like the other paintings of Westies that I've done and they've said you know it looks similar to Leo but it isn't Leo and then when I gave them that painting <laughs> my uncle always goes that's that's just Leo that is oh it's yeah. our Leo and all the time he has to tell me how much it looks like Leo and that's that's what I do it for to know that yeah. they, they really see their animal in the painting yeah oh that's lovely and what is like the most um sort of expect expensive or the most sort of one-off piece that you've done that have, is like cost you like the most money it's the multiple portraits so like the bigger pieces with more animals on I've done um a very, I can't remember the exact dimensions but a very big acrylic piece that had three dogs on um that was worth about 500 I think um and then I do the color pencil again I think the biggest one has been about 500 uh, and a lot of people would say actually that's not a lot of money but I'm yeah. still kind of building my way up to to that and I don't mind taking a bit less to have people have that thing to treasure forever really yeah and have you thought about doing some like prints and then having like prints on um sort of like mugs or key rings and things like that and sort of sell those yeah I've really wanted to get into that I've been so busy with the commissions and with my disability I find it hard to be upright a lot of the time I have to like lay back down for half an hour so I've been really focusing on my commissions but I'm hoping that in the coming years maybe we can get things under control a little bit more I'll have a little bit more time and obviously when I want to enjoy the horses as well um, I might be able to do more drawings for print and stuff but I've wanted to do some with the uh, RDA because the local RDA currently has my pony, actually. Um, I've been very close to them for a number of years. So I'd really like to start with, you know, like kind of joining up with them and taking some of their ponies and horses and kind of having prints and mugs and stuff that they can sell and earn some money for them as well to kind of move into that. Oh, that's a great idea. Definitely. And, uh, you know, whatever anyone can do to help like charities and things like that, that's, um, that's a, a godsend. And obviously the RDA provides so much for people with disabilities and just giving them like that extra therapy and things like that. Um, you, you know, it's a win-win, isn't it? Oh, they are amazing. Like they really are. They've helped me out a lot over the last few years, my local branch, especially. And, as my other po I have other ponies, my other pony is currently there, like on a like a working loan. And it again, it warms my heart to hear how the, the children and the adults get so much from it and mm. you know that they enjoy her as well. Um she she does me proud every day and like I say, it, it just it provides so much to the community. Um and I'm hoping that we can help like support that and grow it even more than it already is yeah definitely um and so i kind of offer this section of the podcast to have an open space about talk about anything that you want to talk about or you're passionate about i mean and anything that we may not have discussed already in the podcast if that's anything to do with your riding 
or a part of your art business, this is your space to talk about anything you want to. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Lots of people are like, oh, God. I'm trying. Well, I'd love to kind of talk about, like, the everyday power rider. There's a lot of us around that you wouldn't think of, and some people aren't quite as... Uh, out, out loud about it as I am but obviously in the sport a lot of people have injuries and you know that can lead to long-term uh, effects and just that there's more of us around than you'd think and that people don't have to be a certain kind of of power rider or they don't have to identify as power rider to be to be valid in that and yeah yeah, that we're not all Olympians and we don't all have to be Olympians. We can just live our everyday life and just enjoy it. And uh, if anyone, you know, kind of, what's the word? Vibes with that. That's not the word, but I can't think of it. Yeah, and they're yeah. welcome to come and chat to me because I'd love to talk. I love to talk to people about it and help people out. And if anyone wants kind of to speak about AIDS, um, like I use loop reins and I use magnetic stirrups and just things that help horses, you know, help them, have fun with the horses in an easier way make life easier for them then I'd love to speak to them to you know have a little community I have a community of little a few power riders on Instagram and stuff and we all chat with each other um, and I'd love to meet more people basically yeah I think that's a great idea and like you said there's definitely more um riders that maybe don't have as obvious disabilities as others but are still classified as disabled um disabilities mine would be considered kind of invisible because i look pretty normal in inverted commas when i'm on the horse yeah exactly but um doesn't you know doesn't um but yeah i think i think there needs to be you know more conversations with them or, or for more power riders to be a bit more present, like more present as in like more uh, through social media or anything like that, more present or more visible. Visible is the word I was looking for, yeah. not present. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, there, but we're not taken as seriously sometimes um, and people that kind of either want us there to be the inspiration when we just want to live our lives. We just want to be, we just want to be there. We don't want to be you know held above everyone else uh for having a disability we just kind of want to be involved yeah definitely okay i always end each podcast with some quick fire questions so generally are you a night in or a night out person night in always every day every night uh tea or coffee tea Love yorkshire tea. tea obviously yeah yorkshire tea straw what's it called now it's Toast and strawberry jam. It's just like tea, but a bit strawberry. It's really nice. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> um, wellies or heels? Wellies. Uh, sweet or savoury? Always sweet. Strawberry tea, obviously. It's <laughs> sweet. Um, book or film? Films. And is there any films that you've seen recently or any films that you absolutely love and you watch again and again that you can recommend? The first three Pirates of the Caribbean films are always been my favourite for as long as I can remember. I don't like the other ones, but the first three are really good. Yeah, I like them too. Good choice, good choice. Okay, and then lastly, where can we find you on like social media? Do you have a website? Tell us where we can find you. So I am Caitlin Paget underscore Power Rider on Instagram. 
I am Caitlin Paget, portrait artist on Facebook and Instagram. I do have a Facebook page for the Power Rider as well. Um, I'm on TikTok too. Um, that is Too Many Equines, which is a different one, but that always used to be my Instagram handle. Uh, and you can see a lot of different things on there, like art and horses, which is quite nice. Yeah, I think that's everywhere you can find me. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Caitlin. I really appreciate you sort of using this platform to highlight power riders and also talk about your art as well. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the platform to talk about it. It's been like a new thing this year for me to try and step out my comfort zone and talk a bit more about these things, bring some more attention to it and have some fun. Oh, definitely. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and as always, guys, if you love this episode, which I'm sure you will, and you get so much out of it, please tag Caitlin and I in your social media and your stories and stuff. So we know that you're watching or listening. I keep watching, but listening. And um, I'll speak to you all on the next episode. If you listen to this episode, I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode.